Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Kentrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey guys, it's me, Kristen Cantrell. And this is Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. This week's guest is from New York, and her name is Eva Biondolillo. <laughs> and you guys, Yay. today we're going to be talking about keeping it all together without everything falling apart, which you guys, it's it's so hard to keep everything together. <laughs> I don't think you can. I know. And she's got a lot going on, you guys. She is not your traditional resale agent. She's not a commercial agent. She is actually a flipper and a wholesaler. She has a daughter who's just over one. She's got two crazy dogs who I definitely want to talk about today. And and big news, guys, she's freaking pregnant. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. So Eva, welcome. Get us started. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. I uh, listen to every single episode up until today. So you guys are amazing. Um, I just want to start off with saying that I found you guys at a time when I felt alone. And I felt like, how am I a mother, especially of a baby and able to like build real estate businesses? There's got to be other people out there. And you look for mompreneurs and this and that. You find all these people making craft businesses at home or whatever. And you're like, no, there's got to be other mothers in real estate doing what I'm doing and trying to navigate and the scheduling and everything else that goes into it of taking care of the family, taking care of the business as if it's your family and everybody involved in it. So how I found you was just, I guess, through God of pointing me in the direction, you know, some way, yeah. somehow. And um, thank you for having this because it's great for people like me that just kind of feel like you're alone in the world. And, you know, there's other people out there like us. So thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got goosebumps. I know. I just <laughs> absolutely love that because you're so not alone. There's so many of mm -hmm. us. Yep. And we're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> and what's, what's so important yeah. to us is to make sure that, like, we have a platform where everyone shows up authentic and we all share our messes with each other. And clearly you got that if you've listened to all of our episodes. <laughs> hey, everyone. did you, uh, you read the one about uh, breastfeeding? Yeah. And I was actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my main points is like, you know, I um, started this company, Homeowners Resource Group, three years ago. I used to work for another company for several years. And as soon as I left, I got engaged, I bought a house and got married all and then got pregnant all within a year. Um, wow. We got, you know, yeah, we were supposed to, we had a COVID wedding. We were supposed to get married upstate. It got canceled. We did it in the backyard. Then okay. I just went and got pregnant after and then decided <laughs> to expand the business, hire more people, opened an office this year, had a baby last year. It's just been like every six months has been like a new milestone in my life all the while of breastfeeding, pumping for the my child's first 12 months of her life. So this entails, you know, bringing my breast pump everywhere, stopping meetings, right. you know, halfway through, hey, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Thankfully, I found, you know, portable ones that I could just stick in my bra. And sometimes people never even knew I was pumping. But you'd have to that be like driving so cool. on like Cross Island Parkway through, you know, whatever traffic and just pulling it out and putting the caps on and putting it away and saving it for later. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a struggle. And then trying to stock up the freezer, which everybody loves and you feel so proud of, you open up, you see it in there and Liquid you're like, gold. Yep. It is you literally feel so proud of yourself. 
That was that was like one of my most accomplished times in my life was like filling up my freezer with Absolutely. my breast milk. Absolutely. And, yep. and making sure it was like perfectly like the milk was flat and it was like stacked. I was like, look what I've <laughs> <Yep>. done. <laughs> I know. And you're Screw, just like, and then anything you go, with work. <laughs> but that's what the I was accomplishment saying, like, is in the boobs. <laughs> and, but on top of everything else, you're like, I can't believe I can handle all these transactions and then still my body is like allowing me to like nourish a new life. Like my, it's you crazy. know, my brain is always like here and then my body like still does what it needs to do. It's amazing. Like you don't even have to think about it, you know, but take care of yourself, I guess. Definitely amazing. <laughs> so did you do, I know you, um, you've mentioned that you do about five flips a year. Did you do five flips last year with all this stuff going on? Oh yeah. I would say last year was very good for us. It was probably my best year in my whole entire life. Um, and then this year with the interest rates going up, it's not, and the appraisal values being inflated, it's not helping me. So like my per primary business is short sales, you know, in New York mm -hmm. state, it takes five to 10 years for the banks to foreclose on these houses because it just, you know, takes that long through the courts. So all throughout the while, these sellers don't realize that even though they've abandoned a property that they can still sell it. So we contact them, we offer them money, we say, we're going to dispute your, your debt that you owe, pay everything off. And then when the market is low, it helps us because then we get lower values from the banks. So right now, you know, I'm actually not in a good position because all the appraisal values are coming in inflated from the last few months. So, you know, it's a cycle, it goes up and it goes down. So, but right now it's, it's, it's down a little bit. It's a little slow just because the banks are being more difficult. And then when they're working from home through COVID, they don't have to answer their emails. It was difficult, but I have good negotiators. We got on them and we had a very good year last year. And then um, you just got to price the flips, right? You know, sometimes if you overprice it or if you put too much money in or whatever, I mean, it's, it's a big risk and you just have to make sure you're hitting it on the right side of the market and that you're not being too greedy in your resale value, um, which people are, you know, sellers are still expecting that. Let's back up a little bit. So how did you, did you ever do traditional resale real estate? Yeah. And I don't really like it too much because I just, it's I don't so like your doing... first, your yeah. first year when you closed 40 transactions, that was all, all short in... sales, all short sales. Yeah. Um, all short sales. Okay. Yeah. I worked for a company that, you know, bought them and, and listed them. So whether they were end user deals or um, investor deals, you know, either just helping the sellers out or buying the houses and flipping them. Um, they paid for me to get my license and then I went and just started from there. And then I was able to become a broker within a year and a half. Um, and then you had to wait, you have to wait two years to actually be a broker, but I had enough transactions under my belt. Um, so I, I've been a broker, you know, for like six years now. Um, I do have a regular real estate brokerage and I opened up a second one that's going to handle just regular end user short sale listings, but I'm going to have other agents handle it and stuff like that. Cause, um, I just, I like the the distressed market a little bit better. It's a little bit, um, it's kind of like, I don't have to argue with the seller and what the property value is worth. I have to argue with the bank, but at least I can back it up with numbers and appraisals and contractor estimates and like show them proof. Whereas like a seller, it's like, your house is not worth $700,000. I'm sorry, it's worth six. And then do you want me to leave it overpriced on the market for six months and then drop it three times? And then you get underbid, like, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit more of like a difficult conversation. I'm sure you guys know when you're trying to deal with sellers directly and have a conversation with them. So I haven't really done too much of that. Over what I years. think is, what I think is really interesting is uh, how it takes so long 
in your market to get foreclosed on oh. here. It's like a hot minute. So mm -hmm. when we were doing short sales, we had literally windows of days. 60 or <laughs> 60 or 30 days to help these, these sellers. So five that to 10 years, five to 10 years, that's nuts. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's so I'm still, I'm still getting cases from 2008, 2009. Cause when so many people went into foreclosure after the market crash, you know, the, the court system got so backed up, they couldn't handle the amount of uh, influx. And then now it's going to happen again. I mean, look at how many people were in forbearance over the last year and a half, two years from COVID and now, okay, pay your mortgage back, pay us back. And then it's like, what? I actually, um, they were handing out emergency rental assistance money to landlords for, you know, COVID for, mm -hmm. you know, tenants that couldn't pay. I accepted money from one of my tenants that hasn't paid me since March of 2020. They get the state gave me around $22,000. I got an email last week that I have to pay it back because they never should have given it to me. And I'm because oh, this person didn't qualify. And I'm like, you're the one who gave me the money. Now I have to pay it back. So it's like, you know, the governor's up for reelection. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just That's this whole COVID crazy. thing. Like, how can they just be like, oh, just kidding. Like they weren't qualified. Sounds like that's your problem, not mine. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then you tell the people that the, on the other end of the phone, they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. I'm just, you know, answering the calls. And I'm like, can I speak Everything to somebody? Everything is can make such a, a shit show right now. It really is. My attorney's that's like, you know, they're probably sending these out automatically to everybody to see who's dumb enough to pay it back or get scared. And I'm like, I mean, what's the worst that happens if I ignore it? They're going to put a judgment on, but then- you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's, insanity. This whole COVID thing just spurred so much madness. With it everything. sure did. Let's get back to uh, when you were describing your last year. I, I feel like we blew through that too fast. It was so much. Can, can anyone listening tell she's from New York? I know, right? <laughs> it's not even that bad, my accent. If I was really from Long Island, I'd be talking like this, you know, and uh -huh. that's how most people uh -huh. talk around here. You know, your husband. Yeah, my husband's from Queens. <laughs> Yeah. But so, so um, you yeah, got married, you you moved, you got a new job for all intents and purposes. You had <laughs> you got pregnant. And so was that just I mean, how was that for you and how did you manage I'm gonna I have to use the word stress because all of those things come with a measure of stress. What were some of the things that you did to help you stay insane? Well, <laughs> I have very good Our massage podcast. therapist. <laughs> yeah. Listening, finding people that are going through the same thing, talking to people. Um, but I do my, before I was in real estate, I was a yoga teacher. Um, I did that for several years. So I have kind of like tools under my belt. It's like, as if like this whole thing was set up for me the proper way. Like, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do when I graduated college. I became a personal trainer. I focused on my health. I was in great shape. I did you know, Pilates, personal training, Thai yoga massage. Like I just got into everything. Um, I had personal clients and all this and all that. And then when I got introduced to real estate and I like came on board with that company, I was told, you know, stop tripping over dollars to make quarters, you know, teaching <laughs> yoga that literally. <laughs> and um, so I was like, all right, well, but now at least I use yoga, breathing, meditation when I can. Um, I get Reiki done um, on myself and then I, I get readings and, you know, like spiritual readings and stuff like that too. Cause that helps me to like, to like guide and like navigate my life as stupid as it sounds, but kind of sometimes you need like a higher power to like instruct you as like where, where things are headed and stuff. All and, the like, time. 
Yeah. And they say stuff to you that's like, wow, you know, like that's very true. And I didn't see that before. And um, just having those like people in my like circle that like, you know, every six weeks I go get Reiki, every two weeks I get a massage, I go get yoga. I... Wait, what does it mean to get Reiki? I don't know what that is. Okay. Reiki. So Reiki is, um, and you guys, I, so I went to Sedona in 2018 also, and Sedona is an amazing place. And I did a yoga retreat there. Um, you guys have to check that out, but, um, it's, uh, energy healing and energy therapy. So a, a Reiki master has, um, attunement, which I actually am attuned as well, but they can share energy through their hands. Um, they can feel, you know, parts of your body that are blocked, like your chakras and stuff like that. So they can help to clear out blockages they can release patterns that are stuck in your body and everything like that. And, you know, as much as you people think that this is craziness, I mean, when, when you got to feel it for yourself, I mean, you, I'm sure you can find plenty of people in Arizona that do it. Um, but it's a very good way to just relax, you, you know, for the most part, sit on the table for 30 to 40 minutes and just feel like, you know, the warmth of the energy running through your body and stuff and kind of like resets things and like clears things out and clears out blockages and stuff. So Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the massage that's not a massage because they don't touch you. Yeah, they will place their hands on you gently most of the time. But yes, yeah, yeah. But you still walk like, out of there. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel you still feel good though once you leave there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool and clear. And and honestly, you you surprised me when you said all those things because I feel like not that I know you well, but I feel like I'm like those, it, it actually like they compliment like you're the way that you are, you're very like, go, 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 go. And then I feel like that kind of stuff is doesn't, I wouldn't assume that you would do that kind of stuff. And then I love that no. you do because it does pair so well. Yeah. I'm not your, is it hard for you to meditate? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's like your, your mind is just going and it's, it's very hard to just sit there. Cause you, you know, the minute you ever just sit and close your eyes and you're like, I have to do that. I have to do that. I have to do that. And all you want to do is like pull out your phone and just start like emailing and texting. And that's usually what happens after five minutes. But, um, you know, like it's it's a way to kind of like reset your mind, clear space and just reset to think, OK, where do I need to go next? Because if you don't create space and you don't say no to things, then you'll always just be in this wheel of like moving forward, moving forward and losing track of where you are. So if you can consciously stop and pause, then it helps to kind of like, you know, that, that voice inside you will tell you like, all right, this is something will come to you that you didn't expect before. Literally all the time. If I'm feeling like I have so much going on or whatever, I will stop and I'll talk to, I'll talk to the Lord and I'll say, you know what, calm me, comfort me or, or center me or, you know, grant blessings or whatever, just, you know, grant favor. And if I just pause and I talk to Jesus for for just a few minutes, it's like, huh, I can breathe again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, any form of meditation with prayer or whatever anyone does. It's all the right. same. Yeah. Yep, you're right. When you just take a moment to whatever you need to do, breathe or be grateful or whatever it is, it just helps. Well, and I love how you said it, you have the tools because I think it's important that, you know, if you don't have those tools and the tools can look different for everybody, go get them yeah. because it is like, mm -hmm. if it is like a hundred percent, everyone look like, if I can just sit down, shut my mind off, say a prayer, go forward. Like I didn't know how to do that just five years ago, mm -hmm. even three years ago, I didn't know how to do that. And even meditating I've brought into my life, like over the last six months, it's really hard for it's me. It's really hard for me. Too. I try to do it every morning when I wake up and then I start to fall back asleep when I meditate. I'm like, 
I'll be like in the middle thing. of the thought process and I'll be like squirrel. <laughs> Squirrels are everywhere. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I actually really want to talk about your dogs too, because part of your questionnaire, we asked you what gets you through the day. And one of the things that you said was your two very loud screaming dogs who miss me and a baby who is always excited to see me. And I think that there's nothing better than like the way a dog gets excited when you get every home. time you come, every time you come, nobody home. ever never loves like, me as much as my dog. I know they never look <laughs> at you and like hey. love. They <laughs> so will always cool. love you no matter what. I mean, it. My husband's just like he's just like I don't even get it. They they will literally sit. Well, one of them will sit on the dining room table just looking out the window, waiting for my car to pull in the driveway. Oh, if I go away, <laughs> like sitting on the couch, just staring, waiting. It's like. And then finally he'll give up after a couple of days and go sit with my husband. But like, he won't let anybody else pet him. Like he's very attached to me. I don't know if it's because we got him during COVID and like we were working at home and everything. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but that's definitely something it's like, no matter what conversation I was just in or who I was yelling at in the phone, in the car, in the driveway before I came in the house, that when I walk in the house, at least I smile because it's like, hello, everyone. And everyone's jumping up and down and screaming and happy. <laughs> You know, oh, and your daughter's at that age too, where I just love that baby age where they're like, they're smiling when you're getting home and they like, you know, they're, she's 13 months old, right? Uh, 16 now. Yeah. 16 months. Oh, we filled the questionnaire out a while ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. That oh. it's not like my daughter who's 16. When I walk in the door, she's all, oh, like <laughs> like not excited at all. Flings her, <laughs> her shoes on the floor, keeps walking. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So I true. Know. You're you're at a fun at a fun stage right now. That's yeah, for sure. It's, it's true. Before the sass. Yes. <laughs> I know. So oh, she's already got sass. <laughs> because you you have this like crazy busy life, and now you have you know a baby. You have one on the way. Um, you've got a lot of moving parts in your life for any moms that are listening that are in a similar situation. Like what advice would you give to them? Oh man, have a support group. I know everybody on your podcast says it, but don't it, don't be afraid to ask people for help. That's been one of my biggest, biggest challenges. Mm -hmm. And especially in my business, I'm so used to being in control of everything and speaking to every client and being the relationship manager for them and then making sure like try to delegate and like, you know, teach and give up control. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself right now. I'm going to mm -hmm. listen to this later and listen to myself, but that's <laughs> the only thing that's going to get me through because like on my maternity leave with my first child, it wasn't a maternity leave. It was just a maternity few hours. And then, right. Hey, uh, we have this closing. So, uh, you know, we, blah, 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 and there's just like, I know, you, I know you had a baby like six hours ago, but, um, could you help me, you know, like, <laughs> literally like, and no, just, leave me alone <laughs> yeah did an end so and it lasted i think all of five days and then i was like so Bad. what are you gonna do what are you gonna do to prepare yourself for this next baby it, that's kind of what my plan is so now that i opened up an office this summer i have an in-house negotiator i have an assistant i have more callers um and like kind of transaction coordinators um giving people more responsibilities and duties, teaching them more about how, you know, I do things and they may not be me. They may not know what I know. I've been doing this for eight years. They're not going to know everything, but at least like they could text me instead of me having to drag my laptop out and try to like, you know, do everything from wherever I am and have them do it instead. And like 
they'll know what to do when I say, hey, send this agreement, put this number in, blah, 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 make sure it's, it does X, Y, Z and with this date and that they know what to do with it. And then I don't, I don't have to, you know, start doing things like that myself. And I would love for my goal to be that I get at least two weeks of yeah. uninterrupted baby time, two weeks. That's all I ask. I know people get nine months, but like, I want weeks. you to ask for longer. <laughs> for me, was, that was enough. I needed to get back out there. <laughs> well, that's another part of it. Yeah. I think after uh, like a couple of weeks, I was like, all right, I'm good now. Like, like, get me out of here. But then I had my office in the house and stuff and I, you know, but newborns can't walk, but now they, you know, she can, like, if I am trying to work from home, she's uh, knocking on my door and screaming and crying when I have to close it to take a phone call, you know? So it's a little yeah. different now, but now at least I'll be out of the house and that part of it, like I, the guilt. Um, and that was another thing. Like I, I remember putting on the questionnaire was that I get business guilt and I get mom guilt at the same time mm -hmm. where it's like, when you're not spending the time enough on your business and you feel like you have 80 things to take care of, and you, you know, you want to do right by the clients and this and that, and like do as best as you can and get it done as quickly as possible and close it um, and do what has to be done. And, and, but you're, you know, making dinner or whatever. And you're like, oh, my time could be better well spent by paying somebody to make this dinner. But you're like, at the same time, you want your child to remember you making them dinner, right? Or something. Mm -hmm. So that's None of like, my kids will remember me making them dinner. Right. <laughs> <I don't cook. laughs> Me neither. I'm, I was terrible. I had to like hire a cook to teach me how to like do things, you know, or whatever. And like certain things I'll delegate, but I would like to be in my child's life and be around as much as I can. So. Sure. Of course. But also teach her that she's got to be independent and do her own thing too. Yeah. I love that you mentioned mom guilt and business guilt. Cause we talk about mom guilt all the time and the, the business guilt. It is hard. It's just like, as hard. <laughs> you know, I think about, you know, you're not at this point yet, but when the kids get into school, it's like half days all the time and um, yeah. extra time off school. And yep. then all of a sudden they're asking you to volunteer and you feel like a piece of crap because all the moms are volunteering and you, you're like, how can I just like spend all this time at school? Then they have off school and you have this like, okay, I'm going to try to do that. But then when you're there, you're like, I should be at work right now. Like I need to be doing income producing activities. And then it's just this like big fight back and forth with both mom guilt and business guilt. It is a struggle. I always tell the teachers always, I always said, I'll give you money. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to go well, in there and give even, you time. I don't even think my mom ever met my teachers. I'm like, we, what is going on with how many Never. emails and how many times I need the to be in there? Moms I hear like the horror stories. They're sending 10 emails a day. And I'm just like, oh. if that were me, I would just you ignore it. No, yeah. it's not even, it's not even just the emails. It's the group messages. It's right. the, the weekend nights with everybody. I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, holy moly. No, anyways, well, it's, it's a cell phone thing. And we didn't have that growing up like in the 90s. That's, 80s, that's true. Like, that's, a good point. You know? that's, that's true. That's it's, the big difference. And you letter, know, and you know, we, my husband, have a home letter like, oh, show this to your mom when you get home. Mm -hmm. That's Look right. There. My husband put me in check one day because I was getting so overwhelmed by all of it. And he's like, you are getting so worked up over stuff that does not matter. Just put it on mute and silent or whatever and stop acting like you need to be a part of every single little thing. I have yeah. a problem with FOMO. And so even right. if I didn't want to do it, I was like, well, they're all doing it. So I need to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's right. So really just like remembering if like, don't try to be a part of every little thing. That makes, that it. will make you insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's rapid fire yeah. question. Let's do. Okay. So we like to end this. Um, we started doing rapid fire questions, which if you've been listening, you don't even yes. know what we're talking about. Cause we just we started, just started doing it. this yep. with Marissa last time. Mm -hmm. So okay. 
we're going to start the sentence. You're going to finish it. And whatever comes to your mind the quickest, just spit it out. All right. Okay. All right. So my strength comes from my inner soul. <laughs> all right. My inner soul. When I feel weak, I take a deep breath and ask somebody for help. Nice. Love that. All right. And balance is bullshit. I think that's all right. right. We love now. that answer. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to us. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> Eva, you've been awesome. I'm so glad that we got connected and got to hear your story on here. And we can't wait for you to have another baby. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you for being a guest. Thanks, and if guys. anyone is out there listening and you want to be mm -hmm. on Moms in Real Estate, do like Eva did. She reached out. Reached out, you guys. We yeah. want to hear from you. We have moms from all over the United States that listen, that are on the show. And we are, you know, just a big community of crazy moms. Yes, we are. In and, real estate. and don't forget, ladies, look at theflourishevent.com. We have two amazing women seminars a year. And if you just keep it, keep track of that website, you'll know when they are. They're generally April-ish and November-ish. And we'd love to see you. It's a wonderful experience. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.